Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, Doug is off today, but we are in the capable hands of uh, Mrs. Know-It-All. Denise Schreiber going to be here in just a couple of moments, and it's going to be wide open. Planting season is all in, and whatever you're doing out in that garden, she is prepared and ready, willing, and able to take all of your questions. So get ready to phone in, 866-391-1020. But as we always begin on the Organic Garden, the first of two giveaways, this one is for Sorgals out in Wexford. If you're the 10th caller at 412 10 922 you win it. 412-922-1020, looking for the 10th caller. So we had a little rain since the last time we got together, Denise. Uh, not enough, but uh, how goes it? Good morning. Good morning. You know, we could still use a lot more rain. I got the, on the heavy day, so to speak, I got almost an inch in my rain gauge. But other than that, pretty much, it. I could cry more tears than the rain I've been getting. <laughs> you and me both. Listen, you know, we always talk about people who are all in, but, you know, we're now finally in full throttle mode as far as the gardening season. But I don't think we do enough about the beginners, the newbies, people that are saying, you know what, this is the year that I start playing in the dirt. Just some rules of the road, and how do they step up to step into gardening? Well, one of the first things is they have to decide what they want in the garden. If it's a vegetable garden, you know, don't go by what you read on the Internet. You want to decide, what does my family like to eat? So if it's a lot of tomatoes or a lot of peppers or, you know, potatoes or whatever, those are the things they should concentrate on. I've seen articles that are saying, oh, well, plant, you know, fruit trees and nut trees. Well, nut trees take about mm, 20 years to actually start producing enough nuts. And is that really worth it for, you know, a young family that's just starting to garden? If it's flowers, you know, talk to the extension people. You know, um, there's a garden line from Penn State, and it's master gardeners, and they have a whole list of easy plants for them. And they have to figure out is it sunny? Is it shady? Is it part sun? And how many deer they have playing in their backyard? Um, you know, I, you know, I don't like the deer, but last night I was watching a doe and her newborn fawn because it was teeny, just walking through my neighbor's yard, and I'm like, oh, they're so sweet. Yes, I know they eat everything. Groundhogs do more damage for me than they do uh, the deer, but look at. Start small. You can always increase. My niece, um, they bought a home. They wanted to put a garden in. 
So I went out. I helped them. You know, uh, they had to replace a lot of the soil. It was new construction. It was more rock than it was soil. And, you know, so they planted three tomatoes and a couple of beans. And last year they increased the size of the garden. They actually doubled it. And my nephew is kind of nerdy about stuff. So he put in a drip irrigation system on a timer, which, you know, I don't even have that. Maybe I should have him come to my house. And so, you know, they've been increasing every year what they want. They wanted to have more herbs, so they started planting more parsley and basil. And they, they've been doing that in containers. And for people who live in a, a condo, apartment with a little balcony, you know, there's a lot of self-watering containers that you can put out on your deck and grow some plants there. You know, it's not that hard. All right, again, 866-391-1020. We're going to get to your calls in segment number two for the rest of the hour. Denise Schreiber, the, of course, Mrs. Know-It-All. You know her from the show each and every week or every actually every other week during the Davy Tree season with Doug. Doug is off today. So, again, if you have a question, 866-391-1020. One thing that you're going to have to get used to when you are a beginner, I mean, failure is a part of it, right? You know what? It's a professional failure is a part of it, too. You know, don't be discouraged because something – I've had plants die. You know, I actually can't keep an African violet alive for lots of money. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, everybody fails. Yeah, and it's, I, it's not just a new person. And, and that shouldn't really discourage you. You need to be all in. But I think baby steps are the right steps to take. So when you think of those plants that are easy, somebody listening right now and maybe heading out to one of our great the local nurseries that sponsor this show, what would you say is a, a handful of the ones that are surefire winners and are going to make it fun and you'll have a little bit of less failure that first season? Okay. So as far as flowers, yeah, there's vinca. There's zinnias. The mounding zinnias are really easy, but you can also grow the old-fashioned zinnias that are tall and use them uh, for cutting. That's what I like to do with mine. You can also grow um, straw flowers. You can grow celosia. You know, now all of these prefer full sun, but they're pretty much no-brainers as far as, you know, trying to grow them. They're easy to grow. They don't require any special soil or fertilization. You know, water, you got to make sure you water them. That's kind of been a tough thing this spring is, you know, getting things watered. But they're very easy to grow. Um, Lobelia is another one that's like some shade. That's pretty easy to grow. There's a lissom. There's one called Snow Princess, which is my favorite, and I grow it every year. And it's a ground cover, but I planted it at the edge of my garden, and it kind of just cascades over. So those are easy plants for the beginner, you know, and it actually gives them a lot of color all summer long, too. You know, the, the, the next thing that I think people have to understand is the fact that, you know what, it's, it's good to be able to listen to shows like this and follow Doug at DougOster.com because you can learn a lot, not just from the host, but people calling in with questions that in many cases, you know, are questions that you're going to be asking yourself or questions that you really need to know like in real time because you're out in the backyard digging in the dirt. Well, you know, I posted on Mrs. Know-It-All that I'd be on, and I'm like, what's your biggest problem? My biggest problem are aphids. And I was bombarded with people saying, I've got aphids and I've got whitefly. I'm pretty sure callers are going to be calling in today with that issue, too. 
And I just happened to go out into my garden. I have an island in the back of my yard. And I'm looking at my hellebore leaves, and there's all kind of uh, sticky substance on them. I'm like, eh, what's this? And But the top of the plant was dry. Let's use that. And when I looked underneath, it was polluted with aphids of varying colors. And so a lot of people say you can take a hose out. Well, I need about a 125-foot hose to do that, and you've got to get underneath the leaves, and that's pretty difficult. Um, I have a miserable back, so that's not doable. And so I called around to the local nurseries to see if anybody had ladybugs, and nobody did. So I ordered them online. They arrived yesterday afternoon. So I was out there last night, and because you have to let them go in the cool of the evening, so I'm putting them on the plants everywhere and they were walking on me a few bit me actually and you know so i'm hoping when i go out today you know that they've all had a very nice meal and most of my aphids will be gone yeah it's funny i had a gentleman yesterday joe potochnik who jp roofing who texted me during the home improvement show and said look i got to get rid of these aphids so obviously this is an issue then right yes and the problem is you know, since we've had this weird weather this spring, you know, we had, you know, the 80, 90 degrees in April. And so a lot of the predators hatched. And then we got their really cool weather. And then they went away. Some died. Some just, you know, weren't able to hang on, you know, with the lack of food. And then all of a sudden we've had this aphid hatch. And everybody has them. Everybody is complaining. They're on everything. They're on trees. They're on your shrubs. They're on your you know, tomatoes. They're on your, you know, hellebores. You know, in fact, I've, hellebores are pretty much a bulletproof perennial. And I could not believe there were hundreds and hundreds of them. And you can kind of, if you have garden gloves on, you can kind of smush them with your fingers. You know, but I got way too many aphids to be doing that. I'm finding them on a um, tropical hibiscus that I have in a container. Mm-hmm. And I've sprayed them. And if, I, if they keep coming back, the plant's just going in the garbage. I've had them on my parsley. I had to cut my parsley down to the nubs, literally. And, you know, I kind of squished everybody that was left, so I'm not seeing any signs of them. They had moved on to my basil, but not too badly. So they're on everything. All right, we're going to get a break in here. Phones are filling up for Mrs. Know-It-All, so if you have a gardening question, get on the line, 866-391-1020. Larry and Marty, looking for hometown heroes. If you know someone doing extraordinary things in your community, we want to know about them. Nominations are now open at kdkradio.com. Larry and Marty's Hometown Heroes, 100.1 FM, AM 1020, KDKA. Always enjoy our time with Mrs. Know-It-All. Denise Schreiber in today for Doug, who's enjoying the day off. Uh, Phones are filling up, so she loves talking to you. So give us a call, 866-391-1020. Let's say hi to uh, John, who's calling today. Oh, no, we'll go to Wilma first. Wilma was there first. Wilma, you're on KDK. How are you? Yes, thank you for taking my call. We have this Rose of Sharon, which we've had for 50-some years. Very hardy. It looks good. It's green. But we don't have one uh, bloom on it. And there were all these little bugs all over it. 
and my daughter went to the local uh, floral place, and they gave her some a solution to put on them, and she has sprayed them. But I just wondered, have you had any? I know Rosa Sharon, some people don't like, but they serve their purpose, and they're very hardy. And this is the first first time this has ever happened. Okay, so do you happen to know what they gave her to spray? No, I don't. It's a, I think it was some type of soap type thing. Okay, so they probably gave her insecticidal soap. <clears throat> okay, so when you're using insecticidal soap, you want to make sure your plant's really well watered. And so, you know, with the wacky weather we've had, I'd say 24 hours before you're going to use anything, go and soak the roots of the plant so they can uptake the water. And you also want to do it on a day that's cloudy, you know, which we've been having them, um, because when you use it and it's sunny, it can actually burn the plant, you know. But without a better description, I'm going to go with it's probably aphids. You know, just because and what, that's what are they? I mean, when you they're a tiny little insect that they feed on the succulent growth of a plant, and they also feed on like the flowers, so oh. the flower buds. So you will see them there. And aphids are plant specific, so you the the aphids you see on say a tomato plant are not mm-hmm. the same aphids that you're going to see on your marigolds for instance. They're a different type. They are small little uh, insects, and if you put the plant and the aphids between your fingers and kind of squish it, Mm -hmm. they will, you know, disappear. But you can't do that for, you know, a lot of plants. But they're very small, and they attract ants as well. uh, They're farmed by ants. So the ants will kind of tickle them. They will produce the honeydew. The ants will feed on the honeydew and take it back to their nests. Well, I have these Rosa Sharon at the edge of my driveway, up the hill. So it's I have quite a few. And like I said, they're established. They've been here over 50 years. But it's just funny that none of them have a bloom on them. Yeah, um, it's well. You have to think we've also had frost at weird times too when we're expecting. Mm-hmm. You know, think of the spring when it was really warm that you know everything was mm-hmm. starting to push out blooms. Then we had frost, and that could have possibly killed some of your blooms. Although, Rosa Sharon typically bloom a little bit later. They won't start blooming until really July. You mm-hmm. know, so while we're close yeah. to that, it's not their time quite yet okay well thank you thank you for taking my call thank you you're welcome all right Uh appreciate the call thank you listen john in 84 stay where you're at because we've got to get to a break here shortly and i want to give you more than just a handful of minutes so we'll get to you out of the break and again we got some room on the phone lines you have a question for mrs know-it-all who is in today for doug 866-391-1020 so you have to answer this uh, this fable, this folklore, this urban legend. Do some people just actually truly have a green thumb? Because I remember these gardeners, many of them immigrants in the neighborhood that I grew up with, and there was always plentiful cherry trees and peach trees and, and tomatoes, you know. And I used to say to them as I would matriculate through these yards and go back to visit my parents at times, 
well, I just watched my parents do it, and, you know, I'm doing basically what they did. And I don't remember them putting a lot of thought into it, but I just remember these big, bold, beautiful flower beds and gardens and shrubbery and trees and fig trees and peach trees and apple trees. Can some people just be born and destined to have a green thumb, Denise? Uh, no. You know, uh, it, your parents, your grandparents, you know, they took care of the soil. You know, so whether they were composting it or just throwing some manure on there, you know, they took care of the soil every year. And that's why, you know, their plants were so good. Now a lot of people go in, and especially if they're moving into new construction where they've stripped all the soil, you know, and they're trying to grow something that kind of just looks yellowish and, you know, not very happy. You know, it's the soil that, you know, they're doing. Now I have a friend who periodically sends me stuff and she's like, what's wrong with my vinca? And she sent me pictures of it. Well, it turns out I'm like, well, what are you doing? She said, well, I've been watering it every day. Well, vinca don't like to be watered every day. You know, once a week would be sufficient, you know, because they actually kind of like it hot and a little bit on the dry side. So a lot of people overwater, and like I like to tell people, plants can't do the backstroke. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they, That's pretty good, can, Denise. That's pretty good. Yeah. So sometimes it's a lack of knowledge rather than you know having a green thumb. It's pay it, pay attention. The plants will tell you what they need. And the soil will tell you what it needs. All right. Great stuff. Denise is here. Phones are really starting to stack up now. So I highly urge you to call 866-391-1020. Doug is off today. You can always find out what he's doing at DougOster.com. Coming up next hour, summer salads. Speaking of the garden, all of that good stuff with Frank Dentisi on the Coons Cooking Arts. Your Pratt Pack. It's a Sunday morning on KDK. Rob Taylor next with that news in two minutes. All right, we're back. And before we get to your calls, Denise Schreiber, Mr. Know It All in for Doug today. Don't forget, you can follow everything that is Doug Oster at the Organic Gardener site that is DougOster.com. Tenth caller right now wins a $25 gift certificate to Janoski's out in Clinton. Tenth caller wins it at 412-922-1020. Okay, let's say hello to our next caller. It's John in 84PA from Mrs. Know It All. John, you're on KDKA. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, John. I have, uh, I have a um, had to do a trench through my yard, my lawn, and so now it's filled in. And I want to top dress it with, I guess, topsoil compost and prepare it for um, new grass seed. So, what's the best to do that with? Okay, so you put a trench in, and it's to, for drainage, or oh, it, it was a French drain I had to put in. Okay. So uh, it's covered with uh, limestone and then soil, and now I need to top dress all that so I can plant my grass seed. Okay, so you could use a mix of uh, topsoil and some mushroom manure because grass likes a little bit on the sweet side, so the mushroom manure would actually give you that. You don't need a lot. Just have it mixed in, put it out. It's You could plant grass seed now. You're going to have to keep it watered, and because, you know, we're going into the height of summer, it may not be as vigorous. Now, if it doesn't succeed, 
<clears throat> excuse me, then come this fall, say late August, early September, you can uh, reseed it again, and that should give you, you know, a good surface of, you know, grass growing on top of that um, French drain. So the ideal time would be this fall. Correct. Early. Okay. Yeah, because otherwise you're going to be out there watering, and we'll have cooler nighttime temperatures. If you've ever noticed, you know, you cut your grass, then we get some rain, and we have a little bit of cool weather, and your grass just shoots right up. Yep. So okay. nature's exactly. telling you how to do it. Very good. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. All right, next call. Let's go to um, Sue in Oakmont. Sue, you're on KDKA with uh, Denise Schreiber, Mrs. Know-It-All, the Organic Gardener Show. KDKA. Yes. My potato plants have aphids on them. They're yeah. not as tall as I thought they should be. Is that going to harm the potato underground? No, it won't hurt the potato underground. Um, are you growing them in a container of some kind? Or no, like raised beds. beds. Just raised beds? Okay, yeah. so with the potatoes, they really like moisture so you need to keep them watered yes Uh, you're probably seeing some flea beetles as well on them because flea beetles like potato plants so you know um, you can go out and just simply hit the potato plants with uh, the hose a spray of the hose on the underside it shouldn't harm them but potatoes really like that moisture and so you've and you've got to keep hilling them up as well so You know, uh, bring your soil up. I grow mine in uh, five-gallon buckets with the bottom cut out in the garden. But that's what you you need to keep adding soil so the plants keep growing. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. And we've got some room for you on the phone lines now to talk to Mrs. Know-It-All, 866-391-1020. From one Denise to another Denise. Denise, you're on KDK. How are you? Very good. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I have... Actually, I have two questions if I can get them both in. The first one is my sister gave me a blooming hydrangea three years ago. It produced beautiful flowers for her, and ever since I've had it, it gets green and big and lush and bushy, but I get no flowers. Any ideas how I can get it to flower? Uh, It's probably planted too deep because that's usually... you know. And so they are shallow-rooted plants. So if you can go in and kind of pull away the soil, you know, you may see some of the roots, you know, the what we call the feeder roots. But try and pull it away. Keep them watered. Uh, is it in shade, sun? Uh, no, it's got sun. Okay. So hydrangeas prefer a little bit of shade, you know, from maybe the afternoon sun. You know, there's a couple that are exceptions, like the oak leaf hydrangea. But, you know, you want to, you know, keep it watered. You know, hydra is part of the hydrangea name. And that actually, besides them being water lovers, the the capsules are actually shaped like a water vessel. So that comes from the Greek. So that's how it got its name. So, you know, try doing that. Um, Don't fertilize it with anything. You can do a slow release like espoma, holly-toned, because hydrangea is like a little bit of the acid side. So you can try, you know, putting that in there, and hopefully that'll help. And maybe somebody might be kind of munching on your uh, flower buds like a squirrel. That happens sometimes. Okay. 
Well, thank you for that information. And just one more thing. You were talking earlier about the aphids producing some kind of a honey nectar. I have been seeing a lot of ants around my flower pots. Is that possibly caused from the aphids? Well, you want to look at the plants that are in the pots. Look on the underside and see if you see, you know, they can be, you know, aphids are a bunch of different colors. They can be black. They can be green. They can be peach colored. They can almost just be beige. So you're going to want to look there and also on any of the flower buds to see if you, you know, see the aphids. And they're small. You know, that's, you know, if you, you can always go out with a, um, magnifying glass if your eyesight isn't that good sometimes i need that and look to see but more than likely you would be able to see them without you know any magnifying glass or anything else uh otherwise are they the little what we call the little sugar ants or are they the big black ants no they're the big black ants so they typically go after moisture so there's probably water underneath or they have a nest, depending if your flower pots are on the ground or if they're on a deck or your you know, driveway or whatever. So there's more, they go after moisture. That's their oh. thing. Okay. Well, you know. thank you for all your help today. You're welcome. All right. We're going to get a break in here. We'll come back. Phones are stacked. More calls for Mrs. Noel. You know, I don't think I've ever asked you, Denise, how did you start gardening? Where did this whole journey begin for you? Well, this is, you know, this is actually how I met Doug, too. Um, When I was probably about six, we lived with my grandmother. And one year, um, my mother fertilized the vegetable garden because she didn't think anybody else did. And then my dad fertilized it because he didn't think anybody else did. And then my grandmother fertilized it because she didn't think anybody else did. And we had these monster tomato plants. And I was the only one that was so little that I could actually kind of get in there and, and pick the tomatoes and everything, you know. But, you know, I grew up in the garden. You know, my grandmother would always grow carrots. To this day, I do not eat a cooked carrot. I am, you know, I used to grab the carrots, pull them out of the ground, take them over the hose, wash them off, and I would eat them with all the foliage on it and everything. And there's nothing like a fresh carrot just, you know, the sweetness of the plant, you know, the carrot itself. And so I always dabbled, and then I kind of got away from it. And then my mother, um, my dad had died, and then she remarried later on. And her and her husband had a small garden, so I started helping them. And it just kind of, I got a job working for a local company doing interior plants, and then somebody said, hey, you can go to school at CCAC, and they have a floriculture program, and I was doing that. I got a job at a nursery. Then I got the job with the county, and <laughs> and here we are. As they say, the rest is history, huh? Yeah. You know, it's, you know, and I had other jobs in between. You know, I tended bar for 10 years. You know, I tell people it's a long, strange journey to get there. And a lot of us in this business, kind of the same way, you know, they worked in an office, you know, they did sales, you know, we just kind of took a different track to just, get here. Just evolve. That's good stuff. Okay. That's the backstory of Mrs. Know-it-all, Denise Schreiber. Uh, dug off today, but uh, phones are busy. So we're going to take a quick break, get right back to all of you before the top of the hour. Next hour, summer salads with Frank Dantese on the Coons Cooking Hour on a Sunday edition with your Pratt Packet KDK Radio. Good morning.
Always great spending time with Mrs. Know-It-All, Denise Schreiber, who's pinch-hitting today for Doug, who is enjoying the day off on this Sunday. And let's say hi to Roberta Peppers and Roses on her mind. She's calling from White Oak today, and she's on KDKA. How are you, Roberta? I'm fine. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Two questions. My container peppers are yellowing. Leaves are yellowing from the bottom and then dropping off. The top looks great. It has flowers. Um... Uh, and the second question is about roses. My rose bush has um, hundreds and hundreds of aphids, what these little black dot-sized insect, and green worms. Help. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So your your peppers that are in containers. Now I grow my peppers in containers, and so they like heat. Now are they planted in? <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, garden soil or potting mix garden so uh it's potting mix um i got them at a a recommended uh purveyor so but it is potting mix okay okay so they really like heat and we we've had some really hot days but you know the past week or so you know it's more like fall than it is spring so i would pull them off are they getting enough drainage? Yeah, there are the, there's holes in the bottom, multiple holes in the bottom of each pot. So yes. Okay. Now, um, how often are you watering them? I water them as needed. I look at the soil because it's that moisture control mix, and so I look at the soil to indicate, you know, is it dry looking or not. Okay, so that's really not the way to tell if a plant needs watered. And those ones with the so-called moisture control, once those little crystals dry out, it's very hard to re-wet them. So I really recommend, and this is kind of, you know, just an old pro's trick, stick your index finger into the soil and up to the second knuckle, so where your finger normally bends. If it's dry... You need to water it and water it thoroughly, but don't go by looking at the soil because that's really not a good indicator at all. And so you said your roses have aphids, and what else was going on there? Little black dot-sized insect, uh, which I suspect might be connected to the aphids, and green worms. I've been picking everything off. There's hundreds and hundreds of these aphids and um, Okay, so, yeah, and, you know, roses aren't immune to the aphids either. This is the year of the aphid. So you can take your hose and really give it a hard spray. You may damage a few of the buds, but here again, you've got so many aphids up, you know, it would probably be worth it. You can also use um, Captain Jack's Dead Bug bug Brew, and I would recommend just, just the Bug Brew. There's another one that has a fungicide and all kind of stuff in it. Uh, it has a, It's also an oil, so I wouldn't – I don't want to put the product on, but I don't know enough about it to say go ahead and use this, whereas the Dead Bug Brew, you know, is kind of a known quantity, and you can use that. You can – also use uh, the uh, insecticidal soap. I would go for the dead bug brew first, to be perfectly okay. honest with you, and try that. Uh, the little green worms, you might want to keep picking them, but using the dead bug brew should also kind of 
control them if nothing else. They're on their way to becoming something else. So right now they're a little worm. Pretty soon they'll be some other insect, you know, as they metamorphosize. Do you do this all summer or just No, you only do it as needed. So for the uh, aphids, I would check in another, excuse me, in another week and see if they have returned. And then you can do another treatment, like in about 10 days. But no, you don't do it all summer long. You should be fine with one or two treatments. Excellent. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Well, Denise, we have come to the end of the road, and uh, we'll plow forward into next week's show. And uh, Doug may be off again, and if he is, I'm sure it'll be you. But if not, you got some closing comments here in the final minute. What have we learned today? You can't mess with Mother Nature, or Mother Nature is messing with us this year. Every one of my friends, people I talk to, everybody's having issues. It's not your fault. It's, you know, we do what we can do, but it's like controlling the weather. You know, I'd like to have uh, temperatures around 78 degrees, sunny with rain at night, kind of like Camelot. Um, We don't get that. So we've just kind of got to go with the flow. And that's exactly what we'll do throughout the rest of the gardening season. Always nice to have your expertise, and we will talk very soon, okay? Okay. Everybody have a good rest of the day and the weekend. All right. Thanks, Denise. Bye-bye. Denise Schreiber, of course, she is Mrs. Know-it-all. Dug off this week. Maybe next week, depending on how this little bit of a vacation goes. But in the meantime, uh, we're going to get ready for that news at 8. And then on the other side, it's all about summer salads. Not just the leaf kind, but pasta, macaroni, potato salad, linguine salad, and more. It's refreshing. It's a great idea for you to tune in and share your recipes because you may be taking home a gift certificate from Coons Market before the end of next hour. All right, stay with us. Much more to come on KDKA. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. 
That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.